What's up, everybody? It's the ID84 Show live here from our isolated locations. Adam is in Bend, fucking Oregon at Blockbuster right now, enjoying his life. I am in the compound, as always. It is episode 176. Tonight, we have a special guest, comedian Noah Gottlieb will be joining us in about uh, 10 to 15 minutes or so, and we'll be talking about funny stuff and all that's funny. Um, as always, I'd like to welcome our number one fan of the show, Alex DeWallace, who's watching. And we haven't seen or heard from him in a few weeks, and I was very concerned that he uh, might have died, but no, got the COVID. Hope he didn't get the COVID, you know what I mean? But, uh, It'd be better than the AIDS, but like, still, no one wants it. You don't yeah, want it. Yeah, you know? true. I was kind of busting my mother's balls today, which is, which is always a good fine pastime of myself. Because uh, we were talking about the, um, the, the 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 vaccines, right? So my father got his like first shot, and I don't, uh, my mother's like, she's, I don't know if she's got her first shot yet, right? she's, but she's in the process of doing so. And I was like, yeah, that's fine, and everything. And then she was talking about uh, the Johnson and Johnson, the the single shot. And then I was joking around. I go, yeah, that's the one they give to people they don't like. And she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I go, I go, well, I go, it's the one shot one. You know, they really haven't tested it at all. You know what I mean? I go, it's tough to get the old microchip uh, and the old second shot. You know what I mean? Okay. Then, I was, then I was telling her, I go, I go, you realize they put a microchip in the second shot, right? And I was trying to like, get her to go on board of it. And she's like, no, they don't. She's like, why do you think about stuff like this? And then she's like, I'm like, well, this is something like, well, I'm all set up to shot. I go, I go, well, I'm not going to get something I have a 99.9% survival rate to do it. I go, if anyone else wants a shot, by all means, knock yourself out. I'm not going to. Yeah, it's not going to hurt you. It's no. not going to do it. It doesn't affect Whatever. Hurt. It's like a flu shot. Correct. What people do with their lives does not affect me on a daily basis unless it directly affects me. So, for example, if you got the shot and turned you into an asshole and I had to deal with you five days a week, then we have a problem. I'd be like, maybe you shouldn't have got the shot. You know what I mean? But if it doesn't do anything to you, you know, unless maybe it kills you. And then it was like, oh, that's sad. But he died. Like Hank Aaron died from the fucking COVID shot. The, 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 there are two different kinds of people who won't get the shot that do annoy me, though. Yeah. One of them is the microchip people. Okay. Yeah. That, I don't. That's, I, don't I, I honestly don't believe. Oh, I'm not pointing. This, this has nothing no, to do with you. I'm like just ranting a little bit. Yeah. Like, I like okay. Because the thing is, first of all, I'll, I'll play. I always play devil's advocate here a little bit with these mm. situations. Okay. Here's the thing. Do you understand? These people understand. I mean, that kind of technology kind of sort of exists, but do you know what the cost of it would be yeah. if they wanted to do that? It would be much more than how much that, this, that, they, that they put into creating this vaccine cost to be able to do that. Okay? Oh, yeah. It would be ridiculous to mass produce microchips. In, in, it'd be, it would be crazy. It's not possible. Wild. So, so those people annoy me. And the other people who annoy me are the ones who are like, Almost like they think that they're smarter than everyone else. Like, I know something. Mm. Like, I'm doing this because I have top secret information. Oh, yes. Those people. Like, like, it's like, you, you don't know shit. Nobody knows anything. Yeah. No one you, knows you just, If you just don't want to get it, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Maybe you're afraid of needles. That's fine, too. Like, some people just don't want to get it. That's okay. I don't care. But, now, like, if like, you're those two people, you, fuck you. <laughs> so, if, like, 9-11 never happened, I would think that the government did have the technology to put chips in vaccines. But... We all remember when the airplane hit the Pentagon, right? We all thought there was like missile launches and stuff like on the Pentagon to protect it from stuff. So why didn't the missiles go off to shoot off the plane that was coming towards it? You know what I mean? 
Missiles in the White House. We all thought there was missiles in the White House. There's no, no missiles in the White House. No, I mean, there's no missiles to protect it, but the airspace is restricted. So if you get within, no, a, there is. The weird thing, if you get within a certain amount, you yeah. should have a fighter jet scrambled. But here's the thing. Because all the other shit was going on, yeah. I think there was some distraction there, and they just didn't you have time to scramble anybody. Well, exactly. But you like we, as a kid, you I always thought of Washington, D.C. Be, be this like virtual fortress where like if anything bad came close to anything, it would be like taken care of before it got became a problem. You know what I mean? And clearly yeah. that wasn't the case on uh, 9-11. So I, I, so I thought to myself, well, maybe the fantasies of the government being all powerful is just a myth in my mind. You know what I mean? Maybe they're well, not as um, smart as they gave them credit for. Fact, in 1952, UFOs flew over the Capitol building. You can look it up. Fact, not I opinion. I believe any, you, any UFO or unidentified flying report from like, from, I would say before, before, uh, Kennedy was president, so I would say like sixty-five prior, right? I believe anything because Dude, there's there's fucking photos of it. Yes. no one talks about it. Yeah, <laughs> and people like report stuff, and they have all these things, and they, they pitches and stuff, and like newspapers would report it, and then like they would retract it. Like sometimes they didn't retract it. It wasn't until like the sixties where like I think what's what what happened was they, I think I don't. Know, we're going we're going to go deep here, but this could be something like it's to think about. Like perhaps maybe. Because around in the 60s, it's that when we got all this new technology for like, you know, we weren't using vacuum tubes anymore for stuff. We actually got like the digital boards and we figured out microchips and stuff like this. And like maybe we re reverse engineered a couple of UFOs to get the ideas of electronics and how they work and all that stuff. Perhaps just a theory. And perhaps we made a deal with the extraterrestrials that we'll just pretend they didn't exist in exchange for their technology. And they, they exchanged to protect us from outer planetary invasions. But the, 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 what we have here is funny because I can pull up things from our National Archive before they kind of changed their tone where they were the government was saying in press conferences, yeah, you know what? We just don't consider them a threat. That's basically yeah. saying we know they're there. We just don't consider them a threat, right? The Canadian. And, and there's photos, like uh, the UFO is flying over the fucking Capitol, yeah. right? And like, it's just kind of like, whatever. And then, like you said, everything just kind of gets squashed from some point. No one wants to talk about it. And it's swamp gas. And yeah. it's all this other shit. Right? And it's, it's just bizarre. It, it's yeah. funny, though. You know? But nobody I mean, because, like, we're, it's funny because, like, everyone's encounter is similar, right? With their ideas, descriptions, what they look like, right? And you got to remember, in the 50s, they didn't have the internet. So it's not like I could have went on a podcast and talked about my my situation and someone heard it and then duplicated that situation. Right? No, there was a guy in Kentucky that seen a UFO, but then there was a guy in California that seen it. And there's no way in hell that guy in Kentucky got a newspaper from California at around yes. the same time to get the technology. Telephones were barely a thing at that point. Yeah. Right? So you're talking about like mass sightings. Yeah. yeah. Hispanic States. Yeah. That's why I, I, I thoroughly believe anything from like 60 before that happened, any documentations and stuff. And, and there's gotta be something out there. And maybe they are protecting us. Maybe we have a world treaty, right, with the extraterrestrials out there. And their job is to protect our galaxy. And that is their oh, job. No. Maybe we have a trade with them. Maybe we're trading something. Maybe every time a rocket goes into space, we're giving them uh, a payment of some sorts. And they're just retrieving it. We don't know where these satellites go. These satellites, they get launched into space. Maybe the UFOs are taking them as they come up. And that's their, maybe it could be, maybe, maybe they like dog shit. Maybe that's what they love, right? Maybe we're just shooting dog shit into the planet. And for them, it's like gold. And we have yeah. plenty of dog shit, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows? We'll never know. We'll never fuck. We'll never know. 
I'm trying to find the original photo right now. I've I've seen like touched up ones, but I want the actual like I've seen the real photo, but like I yeah I want like the not the touched up one. And the funny thing is, even if so, even if one of us yeah, did know, no one would believe us. Yeah. Like even well, if the, I, you know, even if I said Adam, I was there. I went into the White House. I found out there's aliens, and you'd be like, you're full of shit because I lie all but, the time. So like. There are a bunch of whack jobs in the UFO community. Not all of them are telling the truth. Not all of them even truly probably believe what they're saying. A lot of them are making shit up. There are whack jobs out there. I'm not saying there aren't. There definitely are. But, like, the thing is, take all these counts, all these stories, all these crazy plans and witness accounts, right? All it takes is one of them to be true. True. That's it. And if one of them is true, then the whole, like, fucking lid blows. That's all it takes is one to be true. You've got to figure out of all of those, they're all bullshit. You know, I would like to think it's true for the fact that, I mean, to think that we are the only forms of life in this planet. And it's very peculiar because the the planet of Mars was at one point much like the Earth before something happened and caused it. And perhaps the descendants of, of Earthlings were actually Martians initially. And we used Earth as a place to go to as a place of rescue after the Mars planet had been taken out by something, right? Who knows? We don't know. And then perhaps Venus, which is very similar to the state of Earth during the time of Mars, was that the state of, of Earth? Stuck in a greenhouse hell. Yeah. Basically, yes. So essentially, once an atmosphere is able to be built in Venus of some sort by natural creations or alignment of the sun or, or an asteroid or comet knocking into a place of an orbit that is more likely to be you know, forms of life, we don't know. Because in theory, if Mars did have a atmosphere, which it doesn't, or a very thin atmosphere, it doesn't, it has a more of an atmosphere like the planet Earth did, it'd be able to maintain heat and gases of some sort to cause an actual livable state. And that's what it lacks. It lacks an atmosphere for the most part, just like the moon. So it's smaller. So when it's smaller, you lose your atmosphere a lot yeah. faster. You know. Um, but hell, um, author Arthur C. Clarke once said, you know, there's. There's only two possibilities in the universe. We're either alone or we're not. Both are equally terrifying. Mm. It's true. You know? I would like to think that perhaps maybe in a galaxy far, far away, um, there is a similar situation going on like Star Wars, right? Like there is like inner place, like there's like, because like when you think of the Star Wars, right, it's nothing more or less than like the United Nations, right? You have all these countries of the world and they all have an assigned person that goes to the United Nations and represents. But in Star Wars, you had, you know, all these represents from all the planets and all around the universe that came in. And then you have bad people and you have good people and that's the way it works. You have rebels, you have, you know, revolutionaries and whatnot. But I would like to think that hopefully that the world's like that, or the planet, I shouldn't say the world, the galaxy is like that. And it would be very interesting to meet an uh, interesting life form of some sort and pick their brain a little bit. You know? Funny you mentioned Star Wars and battles like that, because actually in 1561 in Germany, there is actually a printed illustrated news pamphlet of in, the, in Germany in the skies, they witnessed an aerial fight between UFOs. <laughs> Which is amazing because there was nothing that flew in the 1500s. Exactly. Well, the the, the, Indi- the um, Indians, the Dodd Indians, right? <laughs> they have, uh, they, 
in their text, the, they have uh, things called Vimanas. Vimanas were actually blueprints, not the fucking UFOs. <laughs> yeah, and if you look into the Egyptians, like in the in the in the pyramids, there's actually like uh, uh, pictures. What are they what do they call those? Yeah, there's uh, some hieroglyphics of like yeah. UFO type looking type shit and things that could be questionable. I mean, it only makes sense, right? I mean, when you think about it, it does. If you're a believer in evolution and you know and stuff of that nature and how cells work and evolve. You you would you would go to notice that you know it would be tough for us to evolve from a a, a a grass seed because there's so much complexity to a human or any living species for that matter that it would take years upon years for us to evolve from a grass seed or anything of that nature. So it has to be some kind of form, some kind of molecule or something that helped us accelerate. And there's something out there. We weren't. It, it just it's just too much to believe. And you know unless. Unless you believe we're on a flat planet, and then then that's a whole other conversation. But it's like, I don't I don't think people too understand the concept of time and also space. Space is so fucking massive, like we can't even wrap our heads around it, right? Oh, and yeah. the where humans have only been here between five and seven million years, and this, this planet is four billion yeah. years old. It's crazy. <laughs> like so. That is a lot of fucking time. That is a blink. That, that's a lot of time for other things to happen and come and go. It's just, it's, people can't wrap their heads around it. It's insane. And I was thinking, I was thinking today too, like I was, I was driving home. I go, well, once you die, a human dies, right? They have their last hurrah, their last celebration, the wake and the funeral. And that's when everyone gathers together. And that's the last time you see the person. And in some cases, last time you even think about the person for that matter. And then, so you die and you have, kids and grandchildren where your kids will remember you but then they will die and then your grandchildren will remember you but then they'll die but how often do you think about your great-grandparents probably not often maybe if you have met them or so but if you didn't then you really have no you know you have no memory of them or you you know who they are you have a knowledge of them but then think even deeper think to your great great grandparents right you have no probably idea of any knowledge of them at all so when that's the case, and you picture that over and over again, in a matter of 120 years, you won't even be thought about at all, right? Unless you were some famous person, right? Unless you invented something or you were like, uh, you know, somewhere like a... Einstein well, or Tesla yeah. or something like that. Someone, yeah. is, someone is like a, a, the one percenters of the population that stand out and can live over decades, like a Leonardo da Vinci who has been alive in, th- in people's thoughts for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. But... Or a feral, for that matter. Think about the ferals of Egypt that we all know about. We don't think about them on a daily basis, but we never forgot about them. But we never, But anyone who worked on the pyramid would probably never have a name. They don't have a name for us, right? So if that's a theory, and that goes on and on and on, over uh, a turnover of 150 years, a person is basically shouldn't even, unless they did something catastrophic to uh, solidify themselves in history, they are just a, a speck of dust on the planetary universe. You know what I mean? It's really morbid to think about. It's really depressing to think like, well, what, a, what, what, what's this life for? You know what I mean? And then you really think about like, why am I working every day and I'm not enjoying this, this blimp on the radar, you know? And why does society make us have to work? Which is why I'm, I'm kind of with Elon Musk on this. This is why we need to explore the cosmos. I think the yeah. answer to that comes with exploring and understanding the cosmos. Mm-hmm. I think we just have to, and other and things we can't fully understand yet. I think that's what it boils down to, and that's what we have to explore. I agree. The answers to the unknown is further than the boundaries that we are able to uh, get to. But 
the pyramids for a second because you said building the pyramids. I do not believe the alien that the Egyptians built the pyramids. I do not believe, but I'm not saying the aliens built them either. I think no. the Egyptians actually came across them. Here's the thing: like, let's say you're wandering around and you see a house right there that you want to take. No one's there. Fuck it, I'll live right there. I think that they. They were the pyramids were already there well before the Egyptians. I think they were just there. I don't know who built them, but I yeah. think because the Egyptians, like I love Egyptian history, and the Egyptians are meticulous about documentation from from a harvest to to um, mating rituals to um, like alchemy to everything. And there is not a single thing about how they built. You would think such a like something that was such a big deal to build would be documented, and there's nothing. It's funny you said that. That's an interesting perspective on it because I never thought of it that way. And as you say that, I think to myself, yeah, why the fuck not? You know? Like, why, why couldn't they have been here for a billion years and we just didn't know? Because when you think about it, and it's, it's funny because you talk to engineers now and they say they can't really wrap their mind around how you would be able to build a pyramid at that point in time with the lack of technology and the lack of mathematical and science that was existing at the time. We couldn't have done it a hundred years ago, maybe today, yeah. but a hundred years ago, we wouldn't have been able Even to do it. Even today, it would be tough to be able to move with the machinery we have. It would really yeah. be uh, a, a triumph. And I think it would be worth an experiment to try to see if they could do it. Yeah. I mean, Plus it would sink. I mean, you'd have to put something underneath. Yeah. You would think it's sand. Like, Especially where it's kind of located so close to the yeah. fertile crescent of the Nile River that the, the, the structural, um, you know, of the ground, the structure of the ground is probably not exactly uh, ideal for building very heavy structures. Because those pyramids, you figure, yeah, they're only the size of, say, the Statue of Liberty in height at, at most. Their weight is probably 10 times more than a modern skyscraper just because of the mass that it comes with. And the yeah. structure has to do it. Yeah. And so, yeah, the sinking would definitely be something that would be considered in you know, it's it's it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be very unusual to for the Egyptians to kind of just claim it as their own, and just say, hey, this is it, and this is what it is. Yeah, because the building of them by aliens just seems a little odd. Yeah, I'm saying maybe it was a civilization that existed even way before that that was advanced and yeah. they built them. You know, I I I, just, I don't think it was the Egyptians though. Perhaps they would have documented it. They document everything. I'm thinking perhaps maybe it was a uh, planetary mocker. Because they're so big, you can actually see them from space. Perhaps they were like a mocker for like a directional, like you can or like, energy. It might have been electricity, yeah. something to do with like electricity or energy. You know, wild, crazy shit we're talking about here, everybody. Twenty, love it. I love it. Crazy. This is my what shit. Is this is my world. We should bring in a guest now. Maybe see what his uh, state of mind is in this situation. We got a uh, oh, Noah Gottlieb will be joining us. He's joining the room. We're gonna bring him in here. We'll find out a little bit about him. Where he's Let's talk to Noah. What he's doing, Noah. Noah. Hi. How are you doing, Sarah? Do it. We're doing good, man. It's it's five. I've been tutoring all damn day, but oh, in, in celebration for hanging out with you guys, I'm I'm drinking oh. a beer. Oh, cheers, my good man. Cheers, cheers. my friend. Yeah, cheers, guys. I, I like the background. Um, where are you joining us from tonight? I'm in Los Angeles, California. California. Oh, nice. how is how are things going there? We know that's uh that city because you know, it's so dependent on entertainment and shit shut down. How how's it looking over there? I mean, things were pretty dark up until about like a month and a half ago, but now like things are opening up. I went to like Utah and like it's it's like open there. It's open, open. Yeah. 
then yeah. I come to a place like here and like everything is completely shut down. Uh, but, but they started opening it up. Like we got breweries back about a month ago, which is pretty crazy. And like indoor restaurants are kind of open again. Cool. But, yeah, what, what's the East Coast like? What are y'all doing? Um, it's not, yeah, it, it's not as bad as California was. Uh, we were definitely in the uh, upper uh, echelon of uh, shutdown, I could say. Um, we, we would all go to New Hampshire because New Hampshire was pretty much like, yeah, we're just going to stay open and the rest of New England can shut down. And everyone went to New Hampshire and they were fine. Uh, I just got back from Florida, uh, last week and it was like going to, it felt like going to like Canada as like an underage drinker and you go down there and it's like a whole nother world. So I don't know. I, 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 I really don't know. I'm exhausted by the whole situation as I'm sure you are as well. Heck, man. It's just, it's been good. Like things are starting to open up. People are starting to lax up. All the olds are vaccinated. That's what's important. We got yeah. all the, there's needles and arms of old people, which means that like the rest of us can start to go back to life as normal, which is it, Yeah. And Adam and I were discussing that. We we're, were cool if people getting the vaccine and stuff. And uh, it's the old people, especially because obviously it's, it benefits them. But uh, for young bucks like ourselves who are just, uh, we might get a little sick, you know, we're not killing uh, anyone. I still can't get people in my Blockbuster store. Well, that sucks. I mean, you <laughs> open that up a little I still bit. got no customers. <laughs> Look at those what do you have there? You only have like, is that, it just looks like you have like Prometheus or Alien on like that whole entire side. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, uh, this side right here? Yeah, you've got like a whole new release. What type, what type of video store are you operating? <laughs> Delt videos. Apparently <laughs> not the right kind. Delt video store is still very much in business though. They haven't, they haven't skipped a beat. Who? Adult video stores. Oh yeah, those are never going away. This is yeah, the porn industry will never die. It's, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. People need a place to jack off. I think that's absolutely. That's well, they're not jacking off in the video stores. I don't know. I'm like, uh, I'm 25, so I'm like, I grew up with porn in the home. I don't know what things were like before porn in the home. So we're we're, we're the transitioners. We're like the transition. We're in the we're mid 30s. So we're we're the the generation that uh, first ex, first uh, discovered internet pornography. We were a combination of finding porn in the woods and going onto a website and finding it at the same time. It were, we were the, we were the pioneers, I guess you could say. <laughs> we, we established what it's today, you know? So thank you for paving the road for, uh, for the steps that I get to walk it, down. It was exhausting. It required a lot of nights <laughs> laid up. You don't know the pain until you had to use uh, download a picture of dial up uh, internet. Oh fuck! Like yeah. you only get like like what her tits are lops- lopsided, so you get like one nipple. Yeah, wait like, ten minutes for the next one. Thirty seconds. Or wasting, yeah. or wasting an entire fucking ink cartridge on like oh, two yeah. pictures. One, yeah, that that was that was something. I used to print out like collages. And we're also the generation where the schools didn't know too much about internet pornography. So like when we were in computer classes, I remember specifically when I was in seventh grade. We were able to go to porn sites in school and look at naked girls and they didn't really know how to file a wallet or restrict it or they didn't really have any rules against it, to be honest with you. So that was fun. That's true, Artie. But if we were in a pinch, because you know how it would load like this very slowly? Yeah. So it's like you'd have to wait, like hopefully get that photo in before anybody walks True. By. So that was kind of the trade off. I printed porn on a dot matrix printer. And if you remember, the dot matrix has the, had the ribbon on the side with the track yeah. that you rip off at the side. Yeah. Alien technology to me. Fuck. Oh, yeah. So you consider yourself a lucky, lucky lad. Oh, yeah. I'm on that. I'm on the like in between phase between uh, 
Gen Z and millennial. I don't know. Like I, this is the way I've been describing it. Like yeah. if you're, uh, if you were raised, if you were on the cusp and you were raised in like a, a rural town or a suburban city, then you were, you were millennial if you were born in the transition. But like all the people I know who are my age who were born in the city, like, like they were the cool kids. Like we'd go and we'd do like a like youth group when we were kids. Like yeah. they'd always be ahead of us if we met up with the kids from Miami. So like I, I grew up in Jacksonville, so that might as well be oh. butt fuck nowhere in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville, Florida. How long did you live in Jacksonville for? Duval, as they yell at the Jacksonville. It's, oh, it's so <laughs> We went there for my uh when did I give up on Jacksonville? <laughs> I moved away from there when I was a little kid. I, my okay. my parents took me. Uh, yeah, I moved to Utah when I was what, like 13, 12 years old. Oh, good. You got all and early. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I get to go skiing. But then, like, you're the new kid, so you get to you meet all new people, and it, it was good. I really enjoyed it. It's still one of my favorite places. Utah's very nice. From the one night I stayed there, I enjoyed it. Where did what were you doing? What was your business? And I, I was <laughs> I was on a road trip, and I was doing purpose. I was coming from Washington state and I needed to hit Utah to claim that state. So I stayed in Salt Lake city. It was a Monday night. I remember in particular, cause I was watching Monday night football at this bar that was next to my hotel. And I said to the guy, kind of half joking, is there a strip club in town? And he goes, yeah, there's one down the street. So I went and there was like a plexiglass wall around the dance floor, similar to how we go to restaurants nowadays with COVID. And uh, the girl was wearing a bathing suit. And that's all she could get naked. And there was a slot on the thing where you could open the slot and put dollars in there and close them. And I seen some guy get belligerent drunk and get beat up by a bouncer outside. And that was, uh, that was Utah. What was he doing? Was he pounding on the plexiglass or what he was, was just, I think he was just being obnoxious. And I think the, the big guy working on the front just didn't want to hear it anymore. So he just tossed him off front. But it was a Monday. So, I mean, you shouldn't be obnoxious in a strip club on a Monday. especially. No, that's, that's yeah. weekend work. But uh, no, Utah is nice. Uh, the drive-through was very nice when I drove through it. Um, Zion, Zion's like on my list. Yeah, really Zion. Yeah, I've been doing that drive a lot during a pandemic. I've been going like up and down from Los Angeles to Utah, and like, like every time I go up, I'm like, is this the time I'm just gonna drive off the side of one of these fucking canyons right. and just explode? Like, I don't know. what's that road is treacherous. If you ever take I-15 coming I, up from Vegas, yeah. going up through Utah, it is is a scary road. Yeah, I heard. I, I, I've i driven 15 from L.A. Just I stopped in Vegas. I never gone any further up. But I hear when you get up past, like, once you get into, like, like was it um, St. George or whatever like that in the corner of Utah? Yeah. And it's not getting into there. It starts getting a little wild. Yeah, it's just all, like, just cliffs on both sides. There's no margin for error, and there's semis on both sides. Oh, uh, so that's fun. Something's got to give. Make white, <laughs> white knuckle driving. Track, uh, making a trek from, like, L.A. to San Francisco, like, through wine country. The roads are like that, too. Just that sheer drop. Just it's pretty terrifying yeah Ugh. i like having the fear of god put in me when i'm on a road trip especially when i'm like six hours away from where i started so i'm a little bit drowsy oh. <laughs> i did that with my family uh, a couple of weeks ago we drove to florida so that was an adventure 16 hours in the car you know and i'm sitting there smacking myself in the face on like the 10th hour i'm like i gotta make it i got a spot to hit i gotta hit the spot <laughs> god yeah. bless you man that's, yeah. a, that's a tough drive like we did that in college I went to yeah. Indiana University and oh, we took like, we had one of the ROTC guys drive the car. They're the best at sleep deprivation. Oh yeah. So we put him in the front <laughs> seat. Yeah, they're great at sleep deprivation. They're always partying like up late at night and going to drill in the morning. So we got him to drive and he was just like popping Adderalls the whole time. They did like know. a 16 hour stretch. Oh, without, 
but yours was unassisted. You just had you had screaming children in the back to keep you awake. What was going on? Well, I had a 16 month old that was sleeping most of the time, and then my wife who was sleeping most of the time. So, uh, you know, they and then and then she would wake up, and you know, he would be watching Elmo for about three or four hours until he you know had to get out. It wasn't too bad. We did 4,200 miles in 10 days. And uh, I I enjoyed it. I love driving. My wife, on the other hand, was like, "We should have flew." And I go, "Yeah, but the fun is the drive." I you know it brought me back to my days of that one again. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna try to talk. I'm gonna see if I can drive to California. You know, Uh, we'll do it in five days instead of ten days. So. Oh, that'll be good, man. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you've been out here? I I've been last time I was in California was uh, 2013. I was in San Francisco. That was the last time I was out there, but. Uh, well, it was 2011. Yeah. I used to go every year. Uh, I have friends who live in Ontario, um, but I haven't seen them in a while. No, yeah, you, I like visiting there, but. What brought you out to California from Utah? Man, I, I started working. Uh, so here's the story. Here's the arc. So I went to school in Indiana. I was studying uh, economics and math. And then I, uh, I got a job out here for finance. So I was working in the finance industry. I was a spreadsheet monkey. I did like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just pumping out like reports and spreadsheets every day for a couple of bosses who are like sitting there, they're, they're checked out. Like they're watching golf all day, like talking to their clients and I'm giving them like a spreadsheet. I took like 10 hours on, I look at it and go, it's nice, crumbled up and throw it behind their shoulder. And I had enough of that. So, so I, uh, I, I quit my secure finance job to become a uh, bisexual and comedian. And that's my story. That's how I got here today. Hey, I love it. This is what you gotta do, man. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then a pandemic. Damn me to tell you what to do. Who the fuck am I? <laughs> right. Well, then a pandemic happened and closed down the comedy uh, business. Yeah, it was fucked. So actually, what was the what the neat thing was was I was like a, I was doing writing in college, so I did uh, like satire, and I did satire work over there. We did this. This student newspaper still exists at Indiana University. It was called the Hoosier Flipside. And every week we would get our best ideas together, like 10 to 15 different headlines or an article, and we'd pitch it in a writer's room. And like I didn't, I didn't know what to call that at the time. I was like, oh, we're just publishing a newspaper. Mm-hmm. But after like I got a little bit more experience and more time, I was like, oh, like this is a writer's room. Like these people are comics. Like I didn't have the words for it yet. I was still kind of like young, dumb, and in college, and have any idea what this was. So I ended up doing one set at the Comedy Attic there, at like a bringer show. I had to bring like 15 people. So I brought all my fraternity brothers, and they all like sat there and listened to me just bomb. Like it was the worst bomb I've had <laughs> to date. Like no, no, there was not one laugh the entire time. Like I think actually a person might have booed because I, I didn't know what was okay and what was not. I was like, oh, yeah, let's work on my school shooter material. Like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I did that. I bombed miserably. And I pretty much, like, swore off comedy when I went into finance. So I did that. And then I started going to shows a little bit, started uh, meeting people in the scene. And then the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. And I I started, uh, like, messaging with, with a couple friends of mine. There's this one comic. Her name's Orchid Cameron. And, like, she was my yoga instructor. She's like, hey, you're probably bored as fuck. It's the pandemic. Here's a Zoom mic. So I, I'm bored as fuck. It's like May during the pandemic, 2020. And I hop on and just start like reading from a notebook, like on, on the Zoom mic, like jokes and ideas I had down. 
And then from there, that just came to like trying to improve and polish on things every week. Uh, and then like got back to Los Angeles in about June uh, and things, the underground scene started happening. So I don't know. I know you guys talked with Hadrian. I know he's been kind of doing like underground scene as well a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. That took me so long to figure out how to pronounce that guy's name. Like I've called him Handrin, ha- Hadrian. That's yeah. Hand- but yeah, it's uh, you can do in the underground scene. So I got back into Los Angeles and started talking with some of the comics I met on Zoom mics. And from there, they would, it was like very secret. It was like speakeasy. It'd be like, such and such has a backyard show. Uh, they're bringing the Clorox wipes to wipe off the mic in between sets. Everybody stands oh just from each other. And that's how we did it. Like it was, it was like a bunch of drug addicts in a, in a fucking backyard or a park in a parking lot, like just trying to get our little like fill a stage time right there. So yep. that was, that was really my start. And I just kind of started doing stuff then. Uh, and trying to find like other ways to make money outside of comedy because you don't make any damn money in comedy. So you went all in for the money. So that was your, your source of income was comedy. <laughs> yeah, no, not like I, I was completely aware. I was like, I'm not going to make anything. So I had some savings built up from finance. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I was doing like odd jobs. Like I was doing like insurance. And I was like, nah, it's a schmuck job. I don't want to be a schmuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, what? Well, are either of you guys insurance salesmen? No. I hate oh, God. No. <laughs> Thank God. I hate insurance people. Uh, well, the, the other, the alternative response, the alternative response there is to point and go, you schmuck, but no. <laughs> so I know you have this, the, the dollar mic thing you got going on there. How's that been going? Dollar mic's been really good. So this is a platform called Randomly. It actually made me this background, which is really cool. We started using it last night. So I, I created this mic. I, uh, there was a void on Monday. So was, no one's doing good Zoom mics on Mondays that I want to go to. I'm going to make my own because I want to practice hosting. So just like literally bought a zoom account, spent 10, $15 a month on that. Yeah. Started inviting people that I knew. And so aside from that, there are like all these crazy like Facebook groups and comedians pages that have opened up during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So you can get plugged into it, but like you get plugged into one and you'll get plugged into all of them. It's like, there's this guy named Nico Lukoff who's created this one uh, group called Displaced Comedians. He's, I'm sure he's got a really interesting story, but what it, what it comes down to is there are all these people who became like magnets who started aggregating all these different comedians on different web pages or different Facebook groups. And we all started connecting. So what I did was I just posted that dollar mic on there and started like meeting people and it started growing. Uh, and then eventually through the underground scene, there's a, there's another comic named Henry Garcia and he puts on the, he put on these socially distanced like safe shows. And I ended up uh, networking with, with these people who work for rampantly there. And what they're doing is they have this like online aggregate of all these zoom mics that they're putting together. So they're doing like 15, 16 mics a week where they have all these people who had established mics or have like good ideas for mics and they'd put it together on like one website. Uh, so he, this is my sales pitch for them. But yeah, so they ended up like taking me <laughs> on there and it's been, uh, it's been growing. It's been pretty good. I'm excited to see what it turns into. The, the dollar mic idea is really good. It's like uh, you, you put in like a dollar in and like a yeah. pot and then whoever, we all vote on the winner at the end and that person gets the oh, pot. That's, so, like, that's a great idea. Way. That's a great idea. Fucking awesome! Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. It's been a fun thing so far. It's been great. That's the tough part. Is the fucking is the whole 
the Zoom thing, like I did it a couple of times in the beginning of the pandemic. I just found it awkward because like I need, like I even set up, I even set my camera up. I even got a mic stand and I had the mic in my hand because I need, I go through like psychologically the, the rhythm, I guess you could say that the, when you tell jokes and everything. So like just sitting like this would just be awkward to me. And then it was tough to like, there's no crowd. So there's nothing you can work off of. Like, yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. So you get the mic. It helps, but this thing, this thing doesn't work. It's, it's not on. It's just, yeah, but it's, it's fine. The helps. Yeah. Because it's, you used to, it helps you practice the motions and going through like when you, you need to take the mic off the stand, you hold the stand on the side, you hold, you know what I mean? Like things you would do during a show to help you, your vices of stuff to help you get comfortable and stuff. You know, I think that's the, the hardest part about doing the, uh, the virtual comedian shows, but Good for you, man, because that's fucking, I mean, that's the thing. I, Adam and I were talking today about how comics who were like, all right, comics who maybe weren't that funny aren't going to make it during this whole thing. But like comics that really want it and really want to do it are actually going to actually do very well when this is all said and done because oh, they actually put the time in and like, you know, been doing it. So, you know what I mean? So it's like you're going to get a new variety of comedy of uh, of young uh uh, very uh, energetic uh, people who want to just do it, you know, and because they were like, you gotta, work with what you, you gotta work with what you have. And that's what, this is what we have right now. But like nothing beats like the energy in a room like that. That's, that's huge. You know what I mean? I mean, but right now this is what we have and it's like, you're, you're working it the best way you can. It's fucking awesome. A dollar comedy. I think that's a fucking great idea. Good idea. But, I mean, hopefully you get back out there soon and shit opens up and you can kill it. You know, yeah, I mean, shit, shit's starting to open up. Like, there's like limited capacity in outdoor shows, and like yeah. stuff's been going really well. I'm excited to try and put on some shows with some local businesses in town uh, and do yeah. stuff like that. But, but one of the things that that I've kind of noticed with Zoom comedy that that people I think overlook is that you can't use body language as much as you can when you're on stage. Yeah. So it forces you to write really solid jokes if you want it to work. Awesome. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. And yeah, so that's one of the big like takeaways I'd say from it. Cause a lot of people say, oh, you don't get the response. You don't get the yeah. same attitude. Like it, it doesn't work the same as on stage. And you're right. It's, it doesn't work the same, but if you really have a solid joke and it even works a little bit on zoom, that's very telling of how it's going to do in, in real life. That's a good perspective too. You know, I think of the Zoom thing too. You can't get a hand job from a divorced, you know, middle-aged woman <laughs> after your set. Yeah, they've tried, you, believe you know? me. But at least, you know, I guess you wear a mask, right? Like I told, uh, I told, we're joking around at work the other day because I bought something a few nights a week. And this girl, this girl was there sitting at the bar and she's like, yeah, I haven't had sex in so many months because of COVID. And I go, well, you can't get COVID if you do a doggy style because your faces are going the same direction. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah. So, you know, if you wear a mask, it's, it's all right. In the, the day, <laughs> that's the good. What's he gonna do? Cough on your back? You can't get exactly. COVID that way. It's not how it works. You know, it's like, hey, you know, if you're both wearing a mask and you know, that's you know, making out is gonna be a little awkward. You know, but, that was it. There's a oh man, I, that, I don't know. It's a solid joke idea. I've heard it. It's good, but fucking crazy. So you, so you went out there. You did. Uh, you just decided fucking comedy full time. Twenty five years old. That's ballsy. But at least you had a plan. At least you had some savings because uh, I know plenty of people just go the fuck out there and be like, hey, um, doing it. he's like at the, I feel like at the tail end of being able to pull that off. Like, I feel like you yeah. can do that when you're in your 20s, early to mid 20s. Once you start reaching 30 and if you haven't done it yet, it's yeah. probably a good time to call it quits. I, I can't you do know? it now. I mean, I have a wife and kid. No. If I, the only yeah. way I could do that is if she divorces me and um, it doesn't take me for everything I own. 
and I don't have to produce a lot of money for a house. I yeah, want. exactly. Well, what are you doing for day jobs? We're, we're, we're engineers. We're, we're yeah, civil we were. engineers. We, yeah. we draw stuff. We draw. Uh, you guys are you guys are smart people. You know all the so like what I'm doing now for money is I'm doing a uh, tutoring online. Nice. So it's okay. like uh, I, I'm like essentially teaching a bunch of like wannabe MBA students how to count on their fingers. There you go. So, hey, they need the help. Yeah, they do need the help, man. But that's good. It's cool. Like, so, so you guys obviously like have a have a good math background. And have no, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Ari oh. does. I suck. I'm horrible at math. So I'm like the pictures. worst at fucking math. But I pull it. I can do it. Thank you, calculators. So here's calculators. the irony. <laughs> here's the irony of Adam and I, and we'll go back. So Adam and I met many years ago, and uh, I went to I went to formal college for six years for to be an architect, and I uh, almost have a master's degree. And I'm working in civil engineering and I got Adam a job at the office because we needed people to uh, do some, some work there. Adam and I do pretty much the same exact work, except he didn't go to college and waste $200,000, but I did and waste $200,000. God so bless you. Who's laughing now? He, he's <laughs> understating it a little bit here. Okay. Here's the thing. He is smart. I'll give Artie credit. He is definitely smarter at our job than I am. So he gets all the bullshit. So he definitely probably, he definitely makes more than I do. Definitely whatever. I, I catch on. I can catch on if you show me. I'm not a dumbass, but I suck at fucking math. If calculators didn't exist, I'd have the fucking beads. You know those little things I get Hold kids up. to like do numbers? Beads. I would have fucking yeah, yeah. Math. Horrible fucking math. Like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a writer type. I'm like the creative brain more of things math i'm not a math brain at all yeah. sucked it just shows that all this is made up like 90 percent of the time before i go on a lesson i'm like looking up like i'll be like hey can you send me the material beforehand and then i like look up how to do it online it's all a scam everything's sure. everything's a scam <laughs> my, my sister and brother-in-law <laughs> yeah my, my sister and brother-in-law are teachers and that's pretty much it i mean because if the fact of the matter is you get the information and then they just they just spew it out to the kids and like they and teaching is the key of teaching is it's big. You're an entertainer for the, the, the children or the, or the teenagers or whatever. You just, it's just your way of presenting the information to make it interesting. You know what I mean? Anyone could read a book, but like why read a book when someone can, you know, break it down for you and help you. But it's only going to work if it's interesting and if it's boring as shit, because we've all had boring teachers in the world and we just want to fucking shoot ourselves in the head and we might as well just read the book and sit here. So, I mean, that's like the odd, I guess it's like, it's like anything else too. If you're a bad teacher, you could also be a bad comic. You could also be a bad firefighter who just didn't know really how to put the fucking fire out. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's anything, anything. It's all a matter of how you do it. But I like how you, you're teaching these wannabe NBA players. That's pretty interesting. No, no, no. M NBA. Like they want their uh, masters in business. In oh, I'm thinking you're teaching a bunch of inner city kids who are just trying to make it to the fucking me. Is that the Boston? Is that me mumbling? I don't know. No, it's. I know there's like there's a little bit of dialect disconnect between it. Like I know Boston's like it's always hot ah, like it's very hard, but like oh, you know, very much. Yeah. And, and I think I just mumble. I think that's what it is at the end of the day. Like it's my fault. Like I, I've made fun of too many like retarded kids when I was a little kid, and like then I slow like I, I like started developing ticks. Like I, I have a fidget cube in my fucking hand right now because I gotta like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta totally. like prevent, I gotta use it. I gotta prevent myself from having a tick. I gotta do something. This is it's what you get. Don't make fun of people. It's so I got to reset my mind now because I'm pitching you teaching like, you know, Le LeBron James how to like, you know, <laughs> balance a checkbook, right? Because like, like, I need to make it. I need to graduate. But now I can just pitch you just, you know, tutoring Bill Gates, like how to, you know, 
fuck it, do calculus. So I'm gonna my, do it. Yeah, it's <laughs> teaching these people how to use Excel. I, it's you drag it down. It's all it is. But I don't know. People There's like a 65 year old lady who's like, I'm just taking these classes so I can get better at Microsoft Office, <laughs> so I can use it around the house, so I can organize my Tupperware. <laughs> my son's a heroin addict, so he won't teach me how to use my computer. Can you help me, please? Like that's what it is. Sounds like something you know, that's in Boston. <laughs> I know you see, yeah, you took our accent. Was uh, you said that was computer. pretty good? Yeah, that was good. That was actually pretty good. I, I've been practicing. Uh, what is it? So my mother is from Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, so there. we would make fun of her heritage by uh, by by saying the, the Oz. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, she's really so. She went from Springfield to Florida to Utah. Yeah. yeah, she's a nice lady. Yeah, Love all moms are. They, you know, <laughs> you only get Bless one. You know, unless you're married, unless you have two moms in some cases, then you have two. So, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <It's not. laughs> that'd be great, too. You know, <laughs> you know the only cool, the only way it'd be great is you have a hot stepmom that's just looking the bang. It goes back to the porn. We've talked yeah, about. That's it. What do, you, what do you think about stepmom porn, man? I got my opinions. I'm, I'm not objective to it. Um, I, I would, I guess in real life, I would have to be, be in bedded into the situation to see if I was going to make a decision or not. And it would have to, it would be a lot of variables. If it was a stepmom that it was my stepmom when I turned 25, it's a lot different if it was my stepmom when I was five, you know, like if there's a whole, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a nurturing part of the stepmom. Yeah. How much odd. history is there? Yeah. Has, there's a fine yeah. line to nurture the non-nurture. Like if she's just a, it, a I think it also like, depends add on to what you just said already plus your financial situation is she still married to dad yeah and who's who because can you support yourself you get caught and kicked out dad do, do you care off. about your dad do you like there's a lot of a lot of little a lot of gray area there what yeah. if it's a purely sexual decision i see the idea I, yeah. it's like you want to make sure there's no history once it gets into history like she raises you it's yeah squarely it starts to be weird like as a yeah. bisexual, I would not fuck my stepdad. I'll tell you that. That's there you go. That's completely out of the card. Yeah, and I think it's probably because of the nurturing. No, it's just not my type. So. No, you type too. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair thing to say. <laughs> I mean, there is. I never really thought about it. But this is a kind of a weird, like, objective of that. Like, yeah, you and your dad have the same. Like, uh, you and your mom have the same taste in a uh, person. Like, that's kind of odd. You know what I mean? Like, typically, is something. Would you tag team your mom or your dad with your? Would you tag team with your mom or your dad? With the other Absolutely one. fucking not. I don't even want to even finish that. <laughs> That's a weird situation. Dude, I, I, I don't want to think about my mother naked. I don't right? want to hear people thinking about my mom. I don't, I don't want to entertain what if the step? What if they're step? What if the mom is a step or the dad is a step and you're tag teaming? You're, you're, you're actually having sex with the step, yes. but you're tag teaming with the biological. No, absolutely fucking not. There's no, I don't, I don't want to associate nudity with any degree of, of pure blood relationship that is not. Fair enough. I get too much shit for walking around the house naked. Like, for nudity to be normalized in our household. That's what it is. I think the hotness factor uh, works into that, too. Like, if there's, like, you know, like, you know, someone that's like, oh, yeah, I guess I have to. You know what I mean? I'd hate to be one of those kids growing up with, like, their parents naked, plastered all the, over the internet. Like, yeah, Kim Kardashian's kids are, yeah. like, I don't even like Madonna or someone like that. It's like, oh, it's like my, Pamela Anderson. It's like, oh God, my mom's photos are going to be all over the place for eternity. Yeah, you have to deal good. with that shit forever. You know? Yeah, you just don't want to, you don't want to be famous and you don't want your parents to be famous. Like that'd be the worst. Your parents famous. We have uh, some people in Los Angeles whose parents are famous and they're like, 
Oh, it's man, it was just terrible. <laughs> just we, we have a share of porn stars that make their way through the show occasionally, and uh, what, they all have families and kids. And we always ask them, like, "What are you gonna do when your like son goes on the internet and finds you?" Like, like I I know a girl whose whose stepdaughter is a porn star, and her and her husband were going across uh, pornography a couple weeks ago, and uh, they came across his stepdaughter. <laughs> that well, that's an ideal situation, right? I mean, how nurturing was he to her? That's the real question. That's true. Yeah, I'd say I'd say yeah. about ninety percent of them have daddy issues. That's and true. I would say there was one though who was like, "No, my dad like backs me." And he's like, "How can we make this more yeah. profitable?" And we were like, "Yeah, the Whoa. father was like um, Lonzo Ball's dad, who was trying to get like merchandise and stuff working." Like, like, like okay. so weird. Yeah, but I guess it's it's it's, I, it's one of those situations where I never can imagine myself to be in, but. Well, think about it this way, like by putting out like podcasts and by doing comedy, like it's just as almost embarrassing. Like for me, it's embarrassing. Like I think about like the stuff I talk about like oh, on yeah. stage sometimes and like, okay, the stuff that's recorded and on the internet, when my kids or like grandkids look back and see this or students look back, yeah. back and see this, like they're gonna, they're gonna have so much less respect for me. <laughs> like, there's well, no like, chance that I'm like gonna this, Like this conversation you know? we just had now when my grandson listens to this podcast and in 50 years and he hears about us talking about it, would we gang bang uh with, with our dad you know <laughs> you'll never know because here's the thing they're gonna think we're so lame that they're never gonna try to listen to it anyway true yeah. i mean i don't even want to listen to it i can't listen to my own voice i can't listen to my own material like no comics they always record so you can listen back and kind of critique it and stuff like this I like I'll I'll record when I do a set and then I'll listen back and about like 15 seconds into it I get the douche chills and I'm like why am, why are those people listening to me and it's just like it's just like I can't I can't do it even if it's it's a funny joke I can't listen to myself it just makes me very uncomfortable. You gotta like find a way that you can change your voice like we need to yeah. we need to get like a something so it just makes it slightly different maybe just slightly lower or higher pitch. That is funny though. One time when I was we'll go back when I was in college and I was doing the, working on the radio station there. I had, I always recorded all my shows. We had the old double CD player. You'd record on CDs back then. This was like 2004, 2005. Um, and when I would record, one day I recorded a show and I left it in the CD player and I came in like, uh, like the next day and I went to hit play and I heard this uh, person on the CD and I was like, wow, it's a pretty good show. And it was me. But I had, I used to discuss my voice like this. I'd go nice and deep. I go, hey, thank you for WIRE. <laughs> and I would sit there and I'd just put this like whole, like old radio over the top radio voice. And I was like, I was like, oh, they, I can listen to myself when I don't sound like myself. You know, so you just got to do impressions all the time. That's the only way you're going to be able to listen to yourself and do it over <laughs> again. Ask Adam, my impressions aren't exactly spot on. They all start sounding the same after a certain point. We go talk like these. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It'll sound like that, you know, at the end of the day. Hey, <laughs> hey Adam. Hey, Adam. Yeah. yeah. I'm either doing a bad Asian or a bad, like, Italian accent, and they all kind of blend in. And it's just, it's just, it's just offensive to yeah. listening to, no matter and who your you wife, are. Your wife despises it. Like, I know she fucking mm-hmm. hates it. <laughs> it doesn't offend a certain type of person. It just offends the ears. That's yeah, it offends everyone. And yeah. I feel like I'm I'm an equal opportunity offender. You know what I mean? So if I'm going to offend someone, I might as well make everyone uncomfortable. Why isolate one particular group? You know what I mean? 
So yeah, exactly. It's like like I think about my impressions. Like everything turns into some like Borat voice or another. Yeah. And I think <laughs> I, it's just a function of like learning how to do impressions. And I was like eight nine years old, and Borat came out. Yeah. And I was that was all the rage. So now everything I do is in some form of Russian, Central European. It's just bad. It's offensive. Yeah. yeah. But you know, if it's, it's in, if as long as it's in good humor, the way I look at it is you know you know being you know angered to it anyone you're not being aggressive or you know hostile towards anyone right like you're just just being a funny guy you know what i mean it's just i'm just trying to uh just trying to be borat in all situations it's like borat doing a chinese accent borat doing a a russian (laughs) accent borat doing an american accent i think it's hard to turn that off sometimes in the sense that like yeah with the general public yeah whatever but like i feel like in front of your friends it's like if you see that something with them is bothering them, maybe you shouldn't push it. Just leave it fucking alone. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's fun to push it with the public, but, you know, your friends are your friends, you know? I'm there, I'm there to bother my friends. That's the idea. My yeah, but there, there's a limit to it. There's always a limit to it. <laughs> yeah. Like my grandfather says, look at the art. My grandfather used to say all the time, he used to say something about, uh, look around and, and get an idea of your audience before you say anything stupid. So basically, before you go <laughs> and start making a weird, offensive voice, make sure there's, you know, you're going to do a bad Chinese impression. Make sure, like, the Asian American club isn't sitting in the first row. It's going to get very offended by it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's like you make a joke about abortion and, like, yeah, uh, it's like. <laughs> you shouldn't do that in a Planned Parenthood Christmas. Yeah, it's like time. a Planned Parenthood. Probably a bad idea. <laughs> you know, so, you know, look around yeah. through your audiences before you. That's a very good point. Take an asshole out of yourself, so. <laughs> yeah, I should probably do more of that uh, instead of just doing the same jokes every yeah. time in every different group. Nothing, nothing, nothing makes you feel really good is when you, you, as you, the last syllable of the joke you make, and you realize that you probably shouldn't have said it, and at that point, it's too late, and you're already all in. So, yeah, you just kind of slow down halfway through the last syllable yeah. and realize, oh, I fucked up. There's no coming <laughs> back from this. Shouldn't make Holocaust jokes at a Jewish uh, temple. Oof. No. Oh, yeah. I wanted to thank you guys for having uh, me, a Jewish person, on on an Israeli Holocaust Remembrance Day. Uh, oh, so, I, well, first I mean, of all, it's the reason you guys had me on, right? That's it. Dude, I look more Jewish than you. Really? I'm not even Jewish. Yeah. I look Jewish. Like I, I, really I, you don't, I, didn't even, I would never have guessed. Everyone thinks I'm Jewish, and I'm not. Like, you should I, practice, man. I don't know. Like you, you should just completely. You should go deeper into that. People say I you thought of infiltrating J date and trying to pass as one. Like it's, it's a, I've actually in the past I was dumped by a girl who thought I was Jewish, and like when she found out I wasn't, dumped me. Damn, that's just, son, that's hot. That's cold blooded. That's like that's an anti anti semite. Right. It is. <laughs> I got to say, no, we love the Jews on the show. We have a lot of Jewish uh, people that come and pass and go and stuff. And I did not know it was uh, a, a, a day of the Jews of remembrance. And I, I, oh, oh, no, I was just busting your balls. But oh. yeah, today is Holocaust Remembrance Day. It's, uh, it's Israeli Holocaust Remembrance Day. So it's, it's different than like international. I actually had to look yeah. this up. So like international Holocaust Remembrance Day is earlier in the year. And uh, Israeli Holocaust Remembrance Day is like just for Israel. And what they do there, and this is kind of freaking wild, is whenever they, uh, there's like a time in the day, I can't remember what time in the day, but they play a siren and everybody has to get out of their car or stop what they're doing 
and just like stand up and, and listen to the siren right. for two it's minutes. Creepy. That sounds like a lot of suffering. Yeah, that sounds fucking creepy. <laughs> it's fucking, it's, it's weird, man. Like I, I spent a semester abroad in Israel when I was in high school and it was weird. I guess we were, we were kind of prepared for it. Everyone knows when it's going to happen. So you're ready. But like, yeah, somehow there's still people who are like driving down the fucking highway and there's like a picture that comes out every year of like people standing on the side of the road, listening to the siren and, and just standing upright in a moment of silence. But like you'd think if everyone knows the time that it's going to happen, like you just choose not to fucking drive during exactly. siren time. Makes sense. It's true. Yeah. Unless but you had no idea. You're driving on the road. You're like, yeah. yeah. There's like, there's no fucking traffic right now. It's just fucking great. I'm flying on the freeway. All of a sudden you hear the siren. You look at it. <laughs> You think a fucking nuclear wow, power plant's melting down or something like that, or there's a tsunami warning, and you just fucking everyone's standing outside. Oh. Like, ah, it's like a bad horror movie. Like what the fuck? It's like oh man, it's Holocaust Remembrance Day. I must have forgot. You cannot forget. There's no way. Oh. It's impossible oh. to forget. Well, today is the let's say the seventh, the seventh of uh, of April. If you you are in Israel on this date at any point in time, make sure you set your alarm for uh, sirens. So make sure you don't get lost. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Don't get in your fucking car when the siren's about to go on. It'll yes, make they... you look like an asshole. <laughs> that always makes me nervous, though, because I think of the movie Deep Impact when, when you just told that story. And I think about how they had to drive to the highland because the asteroid was going to hit the ocean and cause a big tidal water wave. Yeah. The water level was going to go up and people were just standing outside their cars looking at a fucking wave take them out. You know what I mean? So I don't oh, know how the two relate. Yeah. One bad movie about a comet. And... That was one of my favorite. Did you like that movie? Oh, yeah. No, that was, uh, man, I, I haven't even seen Deep Impact, but that brings me to, like, my favorite COVID conspiracy, which was uh, earlier on in the, in the pandemic, supposedly everyone was supposed to be inside, so was that it? way they would be indoors when an asteroid randomly hit the Earth. Which, <laughs> I didn't hear that one. Actually, that's a pretty good one. I have not heard that one. I like, yeah, I like that one. I love conspiracies. I like that one. Oh, yeah. We, before you joined us, we were just going off on a rant about – uh about the whole conspiracy theories about UFOs from back in the day and stuff like that. Uh, so. Which ones? What, what, are you, what do you fancy? What's your favorite? Well, we were talking about how back in the day, like in the 50s and 60s, like the, the government was actually kind of forward about certain things. They would be like, oh, yeah, like we just don't consider them threats. And they fucking flew over the White House in 1952, by the way. Like this isn't wow. even like debate. This actually happened. And then it just kind of... There's a period in time where it just kind of stops and then everything turned into, oh, it's just swamp gas. Oh, it's this. Like, it's almost like they decided to bury it at one point. Um, but there's swamp a lot of facts. Is my favorite. Which one? <laughs> swamp gas is yeah, my swamp favorite. Gas. Is swamp gas. How do you explain it away with swamp gas? It doesn't make any sense. Various states. Oh, it's a fucking swamp gas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told Adam, I go, I, I think it, it kind of stopped becoming like, you know, a public thing after like Kennedy was president. Once the man went on the moon, I think they found some shit up there or they made some agreement and something happened up there. And all of a sudden we didn't see UFOs anymore. Yeah, and all of a sudden we got circuit breakers and stuff like shit just fucking. Oof. Yeah. Well, it makes sense to me like during the, uh, like after the atomic age, like yeah. we split the atom and then like shit starts going down. Like, okay. Yeah, kids have the matches. Yeah. yeah kids have, kids, kids have, have the matches. matches. What it is. Yep. Exactly. But yeah. yeah it started getting weird. Hey, I'm no alien expert. I don't know anything. I think it's fun. I think it's like fun to think there's something. You, and Coca-Cola didn't yeah. it used to have a dash in between it. Now there's no dash. What the fuck? And they just give like different examples of brand names that changed over time. And that was their evidence of the Mandela. <laughs> 
I will make a recommendation. There's a documentary behind the curve on Netflix. It, it follows these flat earthers, right? And they're like, look over there. There's a city. You can see it. Where's the curve? It's like, it's right fucking there. <laughs> like, it's not like it's even far away enough for there to be a curve. Like, it's like, they're just, and then they spent like $30,000 on a project to try to prove the earth is flat. But then when it, everything went according to plan, they were like, they tried to manipulate the project to try to configure it within their own beliefs, even though it failed. It, it's ridiculous. Who was this asshole? There's a guy who like made, he was a, a flat earth like rocket guy. He like built a rocket. Oh yeah, he killed himself? <laughs> yeah, because he wanted yeah. to prove the curvature of the earth and he had to go up like 2,000 feet up in the air. And, like, yeah, that guy was an that's, the, that's the perfect like arc for a flat earther. It's like you yeah. get fucking deep. You get as deep as you possibly can <laughs> to the point where you spend thousands, hundreds, like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars making a rocket to blow, fly yourself up into the stratosphere and just die. Like yeah. that's, that's Mad magical Mike. right there. <laughs> yeah, that's, Mad uh, Mike, God bless him. that's dedication right there. It's like, cause they, I was watching this one guy and he was talking about how if, if the earth was really uh, curved, then like Kansas should be like, 25,000 feet up in the air because of the way it works and like airplanes wouldn't be able to fly over Kansas because it'd be crashing into the land like good for them that's dedication right there Game of Thrones you got a giant ice wall holding in all the waters of the ocean I mean I want to believe you know like I would love to believe but like just doesn't make any sense to me you know what I mean uh, yeah, that'd be a fun one to entertain the idea of like like hollow earth is the one you got to go deeper on if oh yeah tell you yeah. about flat earth you're like nah man it's fucking hollow that at least makes up. more sense though than flat earth they're both ridiculous but at least flat or hollow earth you could argue that like they're still finding stuff out about the core so you could at least flat earth is just ridiculous like but hollow earth is ridiculous but has a little more wiggle room, I think. Yeah, Earth, I, mean. I think it's easier to convince someone because you can't actually, uh, you know, you can see the fucking curve. <laughs> if you could find, uh, if you know any hollow earthers or uh, flat earthers, I want to join this show. We've been trying to get them for years. I love them. They dodge us. They yeah, they don't like dodge us. I they don't try. They kick me out of their chat rooms. They don't less like me. I try. I mean, I'll I'll just like go and I'll post in some comedian groups. There's got to be at least like like please. Like yeah, one in ten comedians. Be a fucking I won't even make fun of them. Like honestly, yeah. I would love to have a conversation. Like not even. I won't smirk. I want to have an actual debate. I want to pick their minds and why. Like I would love it. And then I'll ask them if they bang their stepmom. Is that why they're all fucked up? <laughs> Who hurt you? Why are you the way you are? Did you and your dad gangbang your stepmom at eighteen? Because I need to know. It's got to be some kind of connection between the two. So, like an A. Oh man, it makes sense. There's got to be some trauma behind that. Absolutely. Well, Noah, thank you for joining us. It yeah, was awesome man. talking Thanks to you. For joining us, man. Yeah, man. Thank you guys. If I really you... appreciate the time and like it was. This is fun. Like we got, we went from superficial to super deep. So. Yeah. Hey, if you, uh, wait, what's your website? Wait, what, how can people find out uh, about the Dollar Comedy Show and all that stuff? You love find it, right? me. Oh yeah, it's coming up. It's every Monday. It's do- okay. I'm doing it. I'm gonna change my uh, my view. So here's the dollar mic background. Here's my virtual background for it. Uh, you can find me at motherfucking Noah G Comedy. It's up, it's up, it's up here. It's my Instagram. It's my TikTok. I don't like TikTok's weird. Don't follow me on that unless you really want to. But follow me on Instagram. You find all my <laughs> stuff about the dollar mic. 
uh, and then go on rampantly.la to sign up for the dollar mic if you want to uh, and possibly lose a dollar. That'd be really yeah. cool. It's a Ponzi scheme. Try it out. Well, in theory, a um, bunch of us that sh- should be out there in LA sometime in the fall for the uh, Patriots Chargers game. So hopefully you guys have an open, uh, you actually do in person now, Mike. So we'll have to go check that out. Fuck yeah. I can only hope that you guys can tailgate properly for that. I know. Like that, fingers crossed. That's the key. But uh, yeah, we, if you, if you likewise, you make yourself your way out to Boston, let us know. Yeah, no, there's some really good uh, comics that are out there that I've been meeting to visit. So I'll let you guys know for sure. Hell yeah, it's man. Talking with you though. Yeah. You too, man. Thanks for joining us and uh, stay safe. And, uh, we will talk to you hopefully soon. Ciao. Stay healthy, guys. Brother. Have a good night. Yeah. All right. We said no. I'm fucking. That's a fun guy, huh? Yeah, you froze, and then we we just kept talking. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's good. That's why you're a good, uh, you know, co-host. If otherwise, you guys have just been staring at each other. And I, I, we're on a good topic. We're, we're on a good topic, so we uh, kind of kept going. Well, it's funny because I I got I got kicked off because my my world class uh, two hundred dollar a month internet here I have at the house because um, they're so good here the Comcast people. Um, I got booted and you guys were starting to talk. We were starting to talk about UFOs and then I got back in and it was a deep conversation into some crazy shit. And I was like, damn, where did I, I missed the bus. I fell asleep. I went to last stop. <laughs> yeah, so you want to get back in. Wait, he's st- okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah soon, the next soon I, he, he said something that triggered me. I was like, Oh, okay. Now I can get my, I can get back into the game here. So there you go. Perfect. Was it still record? Now when that happens, does it still record? It does because as long as someone in the group is still in the group, it still records. So okay, I know that. Okay, yeah, cool. Nice. Yeah. Right. So if that ever happens and we're like running close, that's why I say you text. I didn't think I was gonna get back in time, but uh, you know, just fucking close it out. I guess. Rock and roll, buddy. The miracle of Zoom it is uh, it is nice. You know, we are getting people that we wouldn't ordinarily get in the show, which is kind of cool. Otherwise, we you just be sitting there for fucking hours bullshitting about fucking football scores. We didn't even talk about the Red Sox. Or the train, or the Patriots. We didn't mean to talk about anything, but the, or the fucking Red Sox. They're going to win the World Series this year. They're good. So. That's vision, though, man. That ain't going to happen. My hot take of the of the week. Next week, they'll probably lose three in a row, and I'd be like. That's hey. like a lukewarm. It's like, I wouldn't say it's a scorching hot. It's like a lukewarm one. Like, it's not going to happen. It's it's like warm, but not hot. You know? yeah. I did make a good, uh, you know, I did say, hey, we don't know how good they are because we don't know who they are. That's true. Oh, I can't take that away from you. That's true. You know, here's a theory and something just, you know, for the end of the show real quick, thinking about if JD Martinez perhaps uh, doesn't really excel very well for the rest of the season, right? He kind of stays lukewarm, kind of like mediocre. There is, there is a potential that you could trade him for some good pitching in the midseason of a team that's just selling. You know? That's true, and if they were smart, they would. I mean, this technically is a contract year because they picked him up on that option. Yeah, he exercised that option, right? He did. Be smart if they did. Yeah, so he did. So the other the team gets him for at least another year. So it's a little more than a rental player. And if the team's kind of borderline making it, something like that, they need to burn some pitching, burn some salary. The Red Sox are always welcome to pay lots and lots of salary to players that they don't have. So, sure, my friend. Just a theory. We'll find out in July. We'll see where the socks are. They're either going to be in the upwards or the downward. They're going to be a 500 team. Let me be a little under. Yeah. I'm going anywhere between 68 and 86. I mean, that's kind of – That's gonna a be, huge gap. Ah, they're going to be either <laughs> a little under. Just go little, 75. Go in the middle there. I can't because I because I, when they do really bad, when they lose three in a row to Baltimore, I'm like, yeah, they're going to win 68. But then when they win, 
against Tampa. I'm like, oh, they could go 86. The funny thing about Baltimore, though, here's, here's the thing. Over the last, like, three seasons or so, Baltimore has owned them. Actually, 15% of all of Baltimore's wins have come from the Red Sox in the last it. three seasons. That's a no. lot. No, I 15%. believe it. Because, because the, the, the Rays had, at one point, most of their wins were over the Red Sox as well. You know what I mean? And then, in the contrary, the Blue Jays, most of the Blue Jays' losses were from the Red Sox. So, yeah, when you play a team 21 times a year, it's going to happen. So, I believe it. It makes sense. I mean, you, some teams just have you know, but Look at Tom Brady when he plays the fucking Buffalo Bills or Miami in the winter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, fucking A. Tough. Fucking A. How's the potato going? You got a new episode coming out this week? Uh, I had one last week. Um, it's going to be a while. I'm still writing my next one. I'm, I'm taking my time. Yeah. You know? It's very well, factual, so I'm trying to. I got when when something's supposed to be really factual, like I have to make sure it's right because it's yeah. factual. Yeah, you know? potato on YouTube. Check it out, and you can get me, of course, on wearesarty.com. W h e r e s a r t y dot com for all your wearesarty needs, and you get everything. Just look at the Yao tire cover in the back of my car. Click there, and you're good to go. So. There you go. I just upgraded the uh, Packy website today, so we get back into the business. I had to do some critiquing today because there was stuff that I wanted on there that I couldn't get on there with the, the basic uh, fucking WordPress membership. So I bumped it up a little bit. So your experience in the pack, you should be a little more pleasurable. So there you go. I did it for you people. I did it for you. So there you go. All right. We got guests on next week. Uh, so we're going to be on next week and the week after next. I think the week after that is Cinco de Mile, which we're not going to be on. But we will be on after that. So we'll let you guys know. We are who's scheduled for next week. Let's give a little sneak peek here because I have it on the calendar. Who do we? I, we got a comedian. I know that much. Uh, what's next week? The uh, 14th. We have, I think it's a chick. Yes, Maggie Mayfield, comedian. Bringing the ladies back on the show. So. There you go. That's next week on the Audi 84 show. Adam out. So thank you guys for watching. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Bye. Facebook. Real.